1: You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. Andrew McCart, IFL TV, in association with MTK Global. We're here in Newcastle for a huge, another huge fight night mm. in Newcastle. Just describe everything to me, Eddie. Do you you what. I was, I was
0: thinking on the way up, I mean, I am literally just a travelling salesman. <laughs> they tell me, where am I going today? Newcastle, off I go. I was actually laughing at myself because I was walking along with my briefcase. I was thinking, you know, you're just morphing into your old man, because he's 72 and he's still going. See him going down the street with his briefcase. <laughs> um, what Newcastle's become is a proper, proper fight night destination and night out. So much so that you're getting people who are watching and coming up to experience the atmosphere from London, from coming down from Scotland you know, coming across from Manchester because it's got the reputation now. A bit like Warrington's got in Leeds, a bit like Frampton's got in Belfast. And I remember when we were building Frampton, my friends were going from London and flying to Belfast because of the atmosphere. And I think Newcastle was basically established itself now probably as a front runner. You know, that and Leeds. I mean they you know it's it's become really, really powerful. And we came here, um, it'll be nearly two years since we came with uh, Lewis Ritson Um, Josh Kelly boxed on a card as well and it was like it was a slow burner you know it was decent but about 5,000 I was quite pleased and it's just got bigger and bigger and to think that Lewis Ritson lost to Patera and came back had a win then fought Robbie Davis sold the place out now fights Miguel Vasquez really in probably the most important fight of his career because this is the one before the world championship show and I think if he wins this, no-one can criticise him for not having a world-level victory. I think Robbie Davis is a great fighter, and I thought that was one of the best fights I've seen live. life. Vasquez, we know he's been there, done it, getting a little bit old, but still, brilliant fighter, tricky, probably a bad style for Lewis Ritson, to be honest with you. But when have you ever seen Lewis Ritson in a bad fight? It don't exist, so this is a really important fight for him. And I think this will tell us more about Lewis Ritson as a fighter, um, and how far away he is for challenging for the world title because I believe when he wins this fight the one after should and must be a world championship fight on the undercard you've got loads to pick from Thomas Patrick Ward who is now number three in the world with a super bantamweight with a WBO and with Navaretti about to move on mm-hmm. this win could take him to number two to give him a, a vacant world title shot as well good fighter gone under the radar but sort of travelled around and boxed in America as well and you know um, Dave Allen's he's not on the card is he? No no, I don't know oh, you right. might. Okay. yeah, yeah I know yeah, yeah. Um, enders, yeah. so um, yeah he's uh, he's looking for a world title shot really good heavyweight fight between Simon Valilli and Fabio Wardley for the English heavyweight title I like that a lot um, also Cash Farouk one of your, one of your yeah, boys from boy. Scottish <laughs> Boys he's he's uh, Someone I'm really, really excited about. You know, I think that he's going to go on and be a very, very good fighter. Um, great fight with Liam McGregor. I didn't win the fight. It's irrelevant, really. It's done. I think most people did, but, you know, it was a close fight. Um, looking for him to fight for a, a title on uh, April the 4th. And then the women against Savannah Marshall who just walked into the room as well, who challenges Marshall for the world title. Yeah. Yep. Against Perez, the wbo light heavyweight champion. And it's a tough one because... Savannah's a super middle who was up for going down to middle but basically all the titles are frozen up so we looked at light heavyweight and we managed to do a deal with perez wbo light heavyweight champion and it's a big step up for her not just fighting a world champion but also in size as well now i see savannah actually being a middleweight uh, over the years um and i think that it's going to be really interesting to see she's always going to have more ability than than most of her opposition but here she's going to be undersized. So it's a great chance for her to become world champion. And what a time for women's boxing. You know, Terry Harper last week was just incredible. Your new favourite fighter. Yeah, I know. And, uh, and Savannah as well. Chance for her to become world champion. And this will really open the doors for a multi-weight world championship legacy for her. Because I don't see her having many fights at light heavyweight, to be honest with you. So this was an opportunity to fight for and win. And you know what? We could have got a vacant title at light heavyweight. Mm. But it's just... How can you really celebrate the same way as you would by dethroning a, champion. a champion yeah exactly okay. so uh, she's um, she's going to be doing that Joe Laws also oh, on the card yeah. wouldn't be a card without Joe Laws April Hunter who made her debut on the card last time she's now had a cup racked up a couple of victories um, some of our younger fighters as well so just finalizing everything now and of course the, the championship fight is pretty much set and headlined by Lewis Ritson against Vasquez
1: just touching on Lewis, Ritson mm. against Vasquez. I mean, Vasquez the last two two times he was in this country was against mm. Josh Taylor. Mm-hmm. Stopped, but then he put on a great performance against O'Hara Davis, where many people think well, he did, won.
0: He did win that, I mean, even mm-hmm. O'Hara, I think, gave yeah, him that yeah, fight. So I think
1: this is like Vasquez is going to come at this fight as yeah. I mean, prove, I just
0: so it's funny because when you look at some of the pictures of Vasquez, he looks about 74, and I just went <laughs> to see him, and he looks good. Yeah, you yeah. know, he looks fresh, just coming off a win as well. Um, He's not he's not as old sometimes, I shouldn't say it too loud, as he looks, you know. And actually a lot of his performances late like, like boxed well against Josh Taylor. Gave Josh Taylor a good fight. And Josh boxed really well in that fight. Um, he beat O'Hara Davis in my opinion, he was fairly close, but I think everybody knew that. Um, so he is a very, very good fighter. In fact when he was world champion, IBF lightweight champion, no one wanted to fight him at all. He got robbed against Mickey Bay. He was like the bogeyman of the division. Who was it that were, Who was they talking about for years? Oh, Broner, wasn't it? Oh, Broner. Yeah, yeah. When Broner was fighting, uh, people talk about him fighting, and, and who was the. uh was Burns against Vasquez. He was in that mix of fighters that were looking to unify, and no one really wanted to fight Vasquez because he's very, very awkward. As he's got a little bit older and he's slowed down a little bit, he's actually started to stand and fight a little bit more, which will suit Lewis Ritson. But if he moves, it's going to be a tough night for Lewis Ritson. And uh, he's very, very clever. Very clever. And a world class fighter, so he's here and you know, to be honest with you, like relaxed, if you're prepared to fly over for the press conference from Mexico, like it's a long way yeah, to yeah. come for a press conference, you know. So it's really his chance. He knows if he wins here, he's gonna be in a great position to go on and, and fight for the world title himself. Lewis Ritson is number two with the WBA. So he's looking for a world title shot himself.
1: There's gonna be an eliminator.
0: This it doesn't have to be. The last one was. Um, I mean, he's there now, Lewis. Do you know what I mean? So the only thing that is there is a final eliminator, which this won't be. But there's no place to move other than number one for Lewis. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I think trying to become the mandatory for Josh Taylor is probably the the next move. Um, But really, he's ready. You know, I, I feel like. I would have been happy for him to fight for a world title now, but the right thing to do is to get more experience, more international experience, and this is the kind of fight that's gonna give him that. Because moving to the world title level and again, you know, you almost heard him say, talking about the Josh Taylor fight, Oh like, blimey, oh well, I'm gonna get a pasting in that fight. It's like you can't you know, I know he was joking, but does he truly believe he's at world level yet? And I think beating someone like Miguel Vasquez and doing it well will show that he is.
1: I wanna to touch a, go away from obviously this card just mm. for a second I mean you're making noise on Twitter. I mean it seems like Adrian Brona, Brona last week, then you had Terrell mm. Miller on Instagram calling yeah. your fraud and I don't know if you've seen Jamal
0: Yeah, called me me then, queer? yeah that's nice. I've never had that one before. <laughs> that's very pleasant. Um, he basically yeah. said if you wanna the fight with Andrade just speak well, to him. Well basically the reason that I mean look, he doesn't have a promotional contract. Mm. So I spoke to him on social media and he said send me the offer. So I sent him the offer, and you know he's out there telling everyone, every man and his dog, that he's his own boss. You know, lions only promotions. You know, major, major. Um, so I did, sent him the offer, and now he comes out and says, "Well, I don't sort out my fights. You know, send it to our Heyman." So like, all right, okay, I will. But you told me to send you the offer, and you told the world you're your own boss. So you've had the offer, which is uh, probably three times what you've ever earned to unify against Andrade. Any chance of a reply? You know, I mean, I'd rather even he called me that on email and replied to the email rather than just doing it on a what I it was an Instagram Live or something like that. Yeah. So, uh, no, I mean, yeah, the Broner stuff was interesting because I weren't really going to do it. And then I thought, you know what, he put my email out a couple of years ago and I actually messaged him and said, I'm going to post this. And he was like, Yeah, go for it. So it's good for Devin. I like the fight, to be honest with you. Um, Devin Broner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think it's a great breakout fight for Devin. Certainly the toughest fight of his career. I mean, Broner, although he's lost at elite level, can still really fight. You know, it's more a concern of how much money he wants or how realistic he's going to be about the money or, um, more importantly, what weight he's going to come in. Because he's saying about 135, he ain't making 135 in a million years. Or but Devin will fight, no, pro- probably not. But Devin will fight at 142, 143, and that's a big disadvantage for Devin. But he's willing to do it, so we'll see. We'll see where it goes. You said San Francisco
1: with the Bay Area for that? Yeah, I want
0: to take Devin to the Bay Area. You know, that's where he's from originally. Obviously, he lives in Vegas now, so that's an option as well. But I think the Bay Area has been starved of big fights ever since Andre Ward retired. There hasn't been a great deal going on, and I feel like he could be a real breakout starter.
1: Well, something as well. There was a media call last night with Deontay Wilder, mm-hmm. and uh, one of the journalists asked Deontay if he would fight Joshua in mm-hmm. the States or America, and he said Joshua's not even in the picture anymore. Yeah.
0: I mean, I mean, not being funny. How the fuck can you say that? Like, he said
1: he hardly won his titles back. Yeah, you know he
0: saying? hardly won his titles back. I mean, this is a guy who was basically just for years and years just refused to fight Hansi and Joshua, and now he's doing it again. He's lining it up. That's why Tyson's got to get the win because we can make that happen. Tyson Fury will fight Joshua. Mm-hmm. No problem. It's a quick conversation between me, Bob Arum, and MTK, and he gets done instantly, right? Wilder's just on another planet. Unfortunately, I probably think Wilder's going to win the fight. So we'll see. Do you want Tyson to win? Of course. The fight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course I want Tyson to win the fight. You know, because he's a Brit. You know, and, more importantly... Is a much easier chance to make that big fight because I believe, like I said, he will fight him. You know, I believe that he will take the challenge against Joshua. For Wilder to tee that up, you know, Wilder, if Wilder wins this fight, he'll be under so much pressure to fight Joshua. But there's nothing we can do. People can see by those comments what we're up against. So, you know, to say that he's not in the picture is just crazy. It's weird.
1: Dave Allen's here mm. I mean after this fight there was allegations mm. that he was sort of like fixing his mm-hmm. fight sort of mm-hmm. thing do you want any comment on that? Not really I spoke
0: to a British boxing board of control about it who I believe they had a call from the gambling commission I said look if you need let me know if you need anything from us I spoke to Dave Allen and Dave's quite sort of baffled by it all mm-hmm. um, saw Dorian dark's tweets um, I don't want to confirm but having spoken to the board after they spoke to the gambling commission again I don't think There's much to investigate further, but anything like that. And don't forget, Matrim are involved not just with British boxing, but with the PDC, the Professional Darts Corporation, with World Snooker, you know, and the governing body in snooker. We have this kind of uh, disciplinary committee set up to deal with stuff like that. We don't in boxing because it's the board's role, but we do it in snooker. You know, we've been through the process with the Gambling Commission, we actually know quite a lot about it. So, we'll let them do their job, come back, and, uh, you know, I think in boxing, it's almost like, if I'd done an interview with you and said, I'm going to move around for a couple of rounds, then I'm going to try and stop him, then you might think, oh, bet in a third round. What is, you know, what what is not just unacceptable, but will will remove you from the sport, is if you collude mm. to play out a fight, um, you know, Whilst knowing the result beforehand, so if that is the case, then you know there would be major, major uh, problems. <laughs> but it doesn't sound like it to me, and from the commission, Dave's here. You can ask him. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's a bit baffled by it. I think he's bet, his mates, bet on him going points because he yeah. told everyone he was going go to go six rounds jab, I know yeah funny. I know yeah, yeah. so it's probably my fault because I said to him come on hurry up let's see some action because he was getting boring so, so no, it's I, your fault then it's always yeah it's, all it's my fault I, did, I think the best thing to do in that situation is just blame me mm. yeah. that's what I do yeah, yeah exactly even yeah. my wife and
1: that, I blame you cheers mate thank <laughs> you <laughs> uh, finally can I just ask the reason you love the tune is because you don't get booed up here do
0: you? I do I mean, I've seen the
1: video yeah. cooking yeah. put up with you yeah
0: always yeah I was didn't get booed in you are turning the fans
1: around?
0: no context i turning the fans around not me Uh that I think um, we had a great night in Sheffield great card up here it's just been amazing um, when you when you bring in fights here and you know people are enjoying it then the atmosphere for you is sometimes a little bit better it's when you do a pay per view card and they're sitting yeah. there and it's, it's, it's Dr. Eve on it. So uh, we'll see. We'll see, see. BT Sport have
1: seen spot match, the 24 for the mm. Wild of Fury. Mm. The same as Sky. Those, mm. I've seen Twitter, there's still fans sort of bumping mm. their thumbs a little bit mm. about that price as well. Are you happy with that price for BT? For like uh,
0: It's a big fight. Main problem, five o'clock in the morning. Mm. You know, I mean, we know we did it for Joshua Rees and it was at 9 pm or whatever it was. It broke the record most uh, revenue ever received on a box office event um, sometimes things that fans don't see is BT are under a lot of pressure because of the, probably because of the offer made by Sky to match it that they probably won't make any money out of the fight so they're probably trying to find a way to to make it work and make it profitable um, it's business at the end of the day they probably don't feel that at 24.95 they'll lose any buyers that well they, they probably will but Will they lose many buyers versus £19.95? Probably not. I just think the biggest uh, challenge for that fight is that it's five o'clock in the morning. And I think most people will... In the world that you live in today, you can wake up in the morning and watch the fight. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't matter whether you've booked it on BT or you've found the knockout or... And that's the problem that live sports has now. Not just with... um, illegal streams but the, the readiness of content on social media when you wake up so you know that if you woke up in the morning Tyson Fury you could turn on your phone and someone's put out or there's a clip of a knockout or the highlights or you know and that that's actually bad news for pay-per-view models and it's something that we have to try and protect at 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock people are more inclined to go Do you know what I don't want to watch a dodgy stream or it, forget the word illegal stream not just a stream, an illegal stream. So I don't want to do that, or I don't want to, I just want to sit there in the comfort and watch this in full HD. Yeah. But at five o'clock in the morning, it's one of them where I'll stay up, do I not stay up? And maybe the extra 5 makes you think, oh, do you know what? I'll just watch it in the morning. I but I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. criticize 24.95, it is a big fight. Finally,
1: before that, you go, it's fuck up here. And I'll be yep. I want to get a quick reaction. You put out a post, Gasiev and
0: yes, Madrov Mad- on the yeah.
1: Texas card.
0: I mean, the card is. I'm, like the, the mad thing about the fans is, is you put out Mikey Garcia against Jesse Vargas, Cavier Fire against Chocolatito, Cesar Martinez against Jay Harris for WBC world title and then you put out Parker, right? And people go, "Oh, Parker's opponent's not very good." It's like, mate, he's a fourth fight on the card. Do you know what I mean? He's the world heavyweight champ, former world heavyweight champ. So you got his fight. That's actually a good fight against Winters. He's on a great run. Gassiev's out against Jerry Forrest. It's a good fight. Gassiev's been out for blimey. A year and a yeah, half, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been really frustrating. Um, and Madrimov is in a ordered WBA eliminator against Charlie Navarro. Plus, you've also got uh, Jesse Rodriguez, who's Mikey Garcia's big young hope in a title fight. You've got Pacheco, you've got Espino. It's unbelievable. And that card is probably the, the best, well, is the best card top to bottom I've ever put on wow. since I've promoted boxing. It's unbelievable. So... Uh, Two weeks, twenty-nine. Two weeks, three weeks. It's said. Yeah. Two weeks. is said. Two, Saturday. Weeks, Two yeah. weeks. is said. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we'll be in Dallas. Good
1: stuff. Come always right, okay, so Thanks for this live for TV. Right, I'll catch you okay, soon. Bye. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill in association with Lonsdale MTK Global,
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.